Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. He's helped me to transform, to be transformed into the image of God, which is God's purpose for my life. I have the faith now to be able to stand through anything that I go through. I know that I'm going to come out victorious on the other side because of what I've learned through this ministry. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to teach on a new subject that I've got, a new book I've got out entitled More Grace, More Favor. I have this in CDs and in DVDs. And then we're making a little bonus offer to anybody who gets either the book, the CD, or the DVDs. You can request this self-centeredness, the source of all grief, and that'll be our free offer to anyone who orders any of these products. I'm now into the middle of my third week of teaching on this, so I've already covered a lot of material. And I've been using James chapter 4 and 1 Peter chapter 5 where it says, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And the first part of that verse in James 4, 6 says, He gives more grace, wherefore He says, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And so you can get more grace. Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus was sinless and yet he got more favor with God as he grew and as he matured. You can get more grace in your life. Man, this is powerful. I've been teaching a lot of great things, and I've had to just constantly come against the common understanding of what pride is and what humility is. Most people think pride is only exalting yourself. They think humility is weakness, low self-esteem, beating yourself down. And I've, I've, I've defined it in many different ways. Oh, uh, humility is just exalting God above yourself. It's not debasing yourself. It's just exalting God. It's saying about yourself what God says about you. And if God says that you're the righteousness of God, which there's many scriptures, one on the 2 Corinthians 5, 21, if God says you are the righteousness of God, then it's pride on your part to say, oh, I'd never say I'm righteous with God. Well, then you're a proud person. Pride isn't just thinking you're better than everybody else. Pride is you exalting your wisdom, your will, your way above God. Humility is obeying God. That's, that's amazing. Let me share some scriptures with you here. Jesus said this in John chapter 8 and in verse 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. Boy, this is great. If you are honoring yourself, if you are promoting yourself, your honor is nothing. It's what God says about you. It's also not what other people say about you. It's what God says about you. Once you understand this, it sets you free from the fear of men. Jesus said, Beware when all men speak well of you, for so spake they of the false prophets that were before you. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, Yea, all those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you aren't being persecuted, it's because you aren't living godly. <laughs> That's a startling statement to a lot of people. They're like, what are you saying? I'm saying that, man, if you start going against this world and against the unbelief and the ungodliness 
that is just so prevalent in our world today, I guarantee you, you are going to be persecuted. You will have people come against you. And so what you've got to do is get to a place to where you don't honor yourself and you don't seek the honor that comes from man. Matter of fact, let me turn over. It's right here close. Let me read what Jesus said in John chapter 5 and in verse 44, he says, How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Wow, that's a powerful passage of Scripture. It's saying that if you seek honor that comes from men and not the honor that comes from God only, you cannot believe. You can't operate in faith. Therefore, you cannot receive all of the benefits and the things that come as a result of faith if you are seeking the honor that comes from men. The reason he said this is because if you follow God and do what God tells you to do, again, I go back to these verses I already quoted them. Jesus said, Beware when all men speak well of you. Paul said, If you live godly, you shall suffer persecution. If you start living a godly life, you are going to be criticized. And if you have to have men's approval, if you are codependent upon them accepting you, you will never stand for what God stands for. You will never be strong in faith. You cannot be a faith person if you are seeking the approval of everybody else. Now, let me put a little uh, PS or a parenthesis on this. This doesn't mean that you go out of your way to offend people. I'm not saying... You shouldn't like being rejected. God made us for acceptance. And there's something that is just innate with inside of every single person that you want to be accepted. And so something's wrong with you if you enjoy people rejecting you. I've had thousands, tens of thousands of people say terrible things about me and write blogs about me. I don't enjoy it. I don't take any glory or credit in it. But I have gotten to a place where I'm saying, Father, the only person I'm out to please is you. The only honor I really have to have is from you. And if I feel that God is pleased with what I'm doing, then even though I don't enjoy people rejecting me, it's not going to keep me up at night. It's not going to stop me from doing what God told me to do. So go back to John chapter 8 and in verse 54, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Now, this is an amazing statement. Jesus had just said, if I'm honoring myself, my honor is nothing. Now, does this mean that therefore he just beats himself down and saw himself as nothing? He says, no, but I know him. And you don't know him. I have to tell you that I know him. And if I told you that I didn't know him so that I could be accepted, so that I could fit in with everybody else that says you can't really know God, then I'd be a liar like unto you. What I'm saying through this is that, see, humility. Jesus was humility personified. He said in Matthew chapter 11, he says, I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus was you, the greatest example of humility, and yet he says, I know my Father, and if I don't uh, admit that I know him, then I'd be a liar like unto you. 
So I'm saying these things to show you that humility isn't having low self-esteem. It's not beating yourself down. It's not being introverted, timid, and shy. That's not humility. Humility is just not having an opinion about yourself. It's just doing what God tells you, saying about yourself what God says, and not going above it, nor going below it. You know, January the 31st, 2002, as far as results in my life, I had the second most important encounter with the Lord that I think I've ever had. And it was two or three months in coming. I could tell that God was speaking some things to me and changing things, but it culminated on January 31st, 2002. And basically, He spoke to me from Psalm 78, 41, that says, Yea, they turned back in their heart and they limited the Holy One of Israel. And God told me I was limiting Him by my small thinking. That I knew God wanted me to reach people all over the world, but man, I was limiting what He could do because I was thinking small and it, and I could spend, matter of fact, I've got an entire teaching on this entitled Don't Limit God. Uh, you could uh, call in and they'd, they'd tell you how to be able to get that. So I've got, a, you know, hours and hours of teaching on this, but it boils down to that I actually was operating in pride. Not pride exalting myself above things, but pride debasing myself. I knew that God wanted me to reach people all over the world. I knew He wanted this television ministry to go worldwide. And yet, in January of 2002, we were reaching about 3 or 4% of the U.S. population. Now we reach over 3.2 billion people on this planet. That's amazing, the growth that we've had. And you know what was hindering it? It wasn't that I was exalting myself. It was that I was debasing myself. I knew God wanted me to reach people, but I couldn't see myself doing it. I thought it would have been proud to... Uh, I thought it would have been pride for me to sit there and start promoting myself and speaking forth my vision that I was going to do these things. I was worried about what people thought. And I thought, see, I was operating in humility. I was actually operating in pride. I was honoring. I was wanting the honor that came from people. I was afraid of what people would say about me. You know, one of the things that really illustrated this to me was that in that January of 2002, I was asked to be on Lynn and Kathy Mink's radio program on KNYD in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they asked me to be a guest on there. And I was really excited because I had seen Lynn on television, and I just was honored that they would have me on there. And so anyway, they the way it worked was I went to the studio, and they started with the weather and some news, and they did, I don't know, five or ten minutes or whatever of all of these things. And I was sitting out in the lobby listening over a speaker to what was going on. And then after they took a break and went to a commercial, they had me come into the studio and they started interviewing me. But as I was sitting out in the lobby listening to this, as they, you know, gave a tease before they went to the break, they said, we're going to have Andrew Womack. And Lynn started talking about that when he first got born again, I was one of the very first people that he listened to and that I had impacted him and God had used my teaching to influence his Christian life. And as I listened to these things, I was just shocked. I was shocked to think that I 
had, GOD HAD USED ME TO MINISTER TO SOMEBODY WHO WAS ONE OF THE LEADERS IN THE BODY OF CHRIST WHO WAS ON TELEVISION. AT THAT TIME, uh, YOU KNOW, I, I HAD JUST GONE ON TELEVISION, BUT I MEAN, LYNN HAD BEEN ASSOCIATED WITH KENNETH COPELAND, HAD DONE CONCERTS AND, and HAD LED PRAISE AND WORSHIP TO THOUSANDS AND THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE. AND ANYWAY, I JUST THOUGHT, MAN, I'M NOT IN THAT CLASS OR IN THAT CATEGORY. SO ANYWAY, WE DID THE INTERVIEW, AND AFTER THE INTERVIEW WAS OVER, WE WENT OUT TO EAT TOGETHER, AND I WAS JUST EXPRESSING SOME OF THESE THINGS ABOUT HOW SHOCKED I WAS THAT LYNN, YOU KNOW, THAT GOD HAD USED ME TO MINISTER TO LYNN DECADES BEFORE THAT. AND LYNN JUST LOOKED AT ME, AND HE SAYS, WHAT'S WRONG WITH YOU? HE SAYS, YOU'VE BEEN ON RADIO FOR DECADES. YOU'VE BEEN MINISTERING TO PEOPLE. WHY WOULD YOU THINK IT'S STRANGE THAT GOD USES YOU TO TOUCH SOMEBODY'S LIFE? AND YOU KNOW WHAT HE SAID MADE PERFECT SENSE. AND INTELLECTUALLY, I AGREED WITH IT, BUT I HAD JUST NEVER ALLOWED MYSELF TO GO THERE BECAUSE I THOUGHT THAT THAT WAS PRIDE. IT WAS ACTUALLY PRIDE ON MY PART TO DENY WHAT GOD WAS DOING IN MY LIFE, TO SIT THERE AND TO JUST BURY MY HEAD IN MY SAND. SO I HOPE YOU SEE WHAT I'M SAYING. PRIDE ISN'T JUST EXALTING YOURSELF AND THINKING YOU'RE BETTER THAN EVERYBODY ELSE. PRIDE IS REFUSING TO SAY ABOUT YOURSELF WHAT GOD HAS TOLD YOU. GOD TOLD ME HE WANTED ME TO HAVE A WORLDWIDE MINISTRY AND REACH PEOPLE ALL OVER THE WORLD, AND YET I KNEW THAT WAS TRUE, BUT I WAS LIMITING HIM, HINDERING HIM, BECAUSE I WOULDN'T SAY ABOUT MYSELF WHAT I KNEW GOD HAD TOLD ME. I WAS AFRAID ABOUT WHAT PEOPLE WOULD THINK. AND, YOU KNOW, I REMEMBER COMING BACK TO MY STAFF, AND ON FEBRUARY THE 11TH, I CALLED ALL OF MY STAFF TOGETHER. AT THAT TIME, WE ONLY HAD 20-SOMETHING STAFF MEMBERS. AND I CALLED ALL OF THEM TOGETHER, AND I JUST REPENTED. AND I SAID, I'VE BEEN LIMITING GOD BY THIS FALSE HUMILITY AND NOT SAYING ABOUT MYSELF WHAT GOD HAS SAID TO ME, NOT PROMOTING THINGS THAT GOD HAS TOLD ME TO PROMOTE. AND I TOLD MY STAFF, I SAID, I AM GOING TO HAVE A WORLDWIDE MINISTRY. I WILL REACH PEOPLE ALL OVER THE WORLD. THIS WILL BE ONE OF THE LARGEST MINISTRIES IN THE WORLD. AND AGAIN, THAT COULD BE SAID OUT OF NOTHING BUT PRIDE AND SELF-EXALTATION, BUT WITH ME, THAT WASN'T THE CASE. I WAS... IT WAS ACTUALLY HUMILITY ON MY PART TO BEGIN TO START SAYING ABOUT ME WHAT I KNEW GOD HAD TOLD ME TO DO. AND I HUMBLED MYSELF, AND I STARTED TELLING MY STAFF THESE THINGS. MAN, I, I KNOW THAT SOME PEOPLE ARE STRUGGLING BECAUSE WE HAVE THOUGHT THAT PRIDE IS ONLY EXALTING YOURSELF, BUT PRIDE CAN BE DEBASING YOURSELF BECAUSE YOU'RE AFRAID THAT PEOPLE WILL MISUNDERSTAND WHAT YOU'RE SAYING, THAT THEY'LL MISUNDERSTAND YOUR MOTIVES AND STUFF LIKE THIS, AND SO YOU'RE AFRAID OF WHAT PEOPLE WILL SAY. THAT'S PRIDE. YOU NEED TO SAY ABOUT YOURSELF WHAT GOD SAYS. IF IT'S LIKE NUMBERS CHAPTER 12, VERSE 3, WHERE MOSES SAYS, I AM THE MEEKEST MAN ON THE PLANET, IF HE HADN'T HAVE SAID THAT, THAT WOULD HAVE BEEN PRIDE ON HIS PART. IT'S HUMILITY TO SAY ABOUT YOURSELF WHAT GOD SAYS. AND SO IT WAS ACTUALLY PRIDE ON MY PART THAT WAS LIMITING WHAT GOD COULD DO THROUGH ME. I WOULDN'T LET GOD EXALT ME. I WOULDN'T LET GOD USE ME THE WAY THAT HE WANTED TO. AND I HAD TO HAVE A CHANGE IN MY HEART. SO THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THAT STRUGGLE WITH WHAT I'M SAYING, BUT THERE'S OTHERS THAT I BELIEVE GOD IS SPEAKING TO YOU RIGHT NOW, AND IT'S JUST LIKE A VEIL HAS BEEN PULLED BACK. IT'S LIKE THE uh, BLINDERS OVER YOUR EYES HAVE BEEN REMOVED, AND YOU'RE REALIZING THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT, I KNOW THAT GOD HAS MORE FOR ME THAN WHAT I'VE BEEN 
uh, living and experiencing, and it's not God that's held it back, it's me. I'm not bold. I'm not saying what God told me to say. So you know what? I started telling people. I started blabbing my vision. The faith of God is voice activated. You have to say of the Lord, He is your refuge and your fortress. Man, you read the Psalms, David constantly was speaking about how that the Lord had blessed him and what God was going to do in his life. You've got to start speaking forth your vision. And so I started telling my staff, first of all, that we were going to have a worldwide ministry, that we were going to increase, that money was going to start flowing in. Did you know back at that time, in 2000 and, uh, 2001, the year before God gave me this revelation, January 31st, 2002, our total income was about $2 million in the ministry for a year. Now we have around uh, $6 million a month that comes in. That's how much change there's been. We had about 3%, 4% of the U.S. population. Now we cover 3.2 billion people. We had in assets, man, I couldn't even tell you, but it was probably maybe 100000 or $200,000 worth of assets back at that time. Now we have $126 million worth of assets. And again, I know that by me saying this, some people are going to say, well, you're just in pride and promoting yourself. No, I'm glorifying God. I'm telling you what God has done. I'm not taking the glory for it. I'm giving the credit to God. And it would be pride on my part to sit here and downplay what God has done because I'm afraid of what some people would say. You know, I ministered at a little church up in the mountains of Colorado. Three churches went together, and they only had 20 or 30 people maximum in each church. So all three churches went together. We had 100 people there. They asked me to take up the offerings uh, because they were afraid that I wouldn't get very much money out of this, and they figured if I received the offerings, I couldn't complain about the way people gave. So anyway, I gave, I, I took up the offerings, and what I did was just teach them the Word of God. I started by saying, look, I am not a poor preacher that just barely got here and needs your money to get out of here. I don't need you to give me a thing. And when I said that, you could just see all of the blood drain out of this pastor's face like you just killed the offering because, see, most people tell you to give because I need it. Please help me. They don't tell about why you should give, how it'll bless you. And I just spent those three days receiving the offerings and telling people why it would help them, how it would bless them. And anyway, after I left, the pastor called me up and told me, he says, I don't remember what you taught in your messages, but I remember those offering talks. And he says, I have not been honest with my congregation because I thought that if I promoted giving and really taught on what giving would do, they would think that I was teaching these things for selfish purposes. And so I haven't been totally honest. I haven't taught them the things that I know about giving. And he says, this is what I got out of the messages that you did. I realized that I have been operating in a fear of man and that that was pride on my part. I was wanting their approval and I was afraid that I'd be rejected. So after I had left on a Sunday morning, this man got up in front of his church and he just started repenting. And he says, I'm sorry, I've got a revelation on giving, but I haven't shared it with you because I was afraid that you would misunderstand, that you would think I was after your money. So I haven't taught you. And he says, when Andrew was here, those offering talks, he says, God convicted me 
and he got on his knees on the platform in front of the church. There was only 20 or 30 people. And he repented and he says, please forgive me for not sharing the word because I was afraid that some people might reject me, that you might think the only reason I was sharing these things was to get your money. And he repented. And the people came forward and they started hugging him saying, Pastor, we forgive you. And they started throwing money on the stage. And I forget the exact amount, but I think he paid off $20,000 worth of indebtedness that Sunday. They got out of debt. And remember, it was only 20 or 30 people. I mean, this was a huge amount of giving and it just changed. And you know what was holding that back? was his pastor's false humility to where he was afraid people would misunderstand what he was saying and he didn't speak the truth. Remember these verses that I was using in John chapter 8 where Jesus said, uh, Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. Jesus wasn't saying those things to promote himself. He was saying those things to humble himself and say about him what God said about him. What has God said about you? Has God told you that you're going to prosper? Has God given you some gift, some talent, some vision for something, and you're afraid to speak it because you're afraid people might think you are self-promoting? I tell you, if you are holding back and not blabbing your vision and speaking forth your faith, it could be that you're just operating in pride and you don't even realize it because you think pride's only exalting yourself. No, pride is just, it's, it's seeking the honor that comes from man and not the honor that comes from God alone. You know, there are things going on in our nation right now that I can guarantee you many of you know is wrong. Many of you have a revelation, but you're afraid to speak out because if you speak out, you're liable to lose your job. There is a political correctness, which is what we call it today. The Bible calls it the spirit of Antichrist. All political correctness is Antichrist. It's not anti-Buddha, not anti-Muslim, none of those things. You could, you could uh, say anything you want to about Christians and against Christians, but boy, you just even infer that somehow or another you don't affirm this group over here, some homosexual group or black lives or something else, and you make the slightest little comment, and man, you get cut off at the knees. See, it's anti-Christ. It's not just anti-anything else. And anyway, we have people today that you know that you, some things are not right. You would like to speak out. You would like to voice your opinion, but you're afraid. You know what that is? That's pride. And God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time, casting all of your care. Worry about what people are going to say about you. Cast it over on the Lord. And you just humble yourself and speak truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's only the truth you know that makes you free. And if you aren't speaking the truth and speaking out because you're afraid of people's rejection, you're operating in pride. God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. On March 23, 1968, Andrew Womack received a dramatic revelation of God's unconditional love and grace. Since then, Andrew has shared this nearly too good to be true news with millions of listeners worldwide. With his daily television show reaching 4.4 billion people worldwide, 
Andrew's message is changing more lives than ever before. He's expanding the vision through Karis Bible College, which has already discipled thousands of students around the globe and continues to grow every year. To learn more about what God is doing through the ministry, visit awmi.net. I'd like to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with us. You know, our ministry is based in the United States, but we have 16 offices around the world. We've got altogether around 70 Bible schools scattered around the world. And we actually reach more people outside of the U.S. than we do in the U.S. And we need partners to enable us to do that. And so I'd like to encourage you to join with us. There are great benefits to you being a partner, not only in eternity, but here in this life. So if you are looking for a good return on your investment, I believe that this is a good ministry. It'll touch you right where you are. So join with us and become a partner with us today. At the time that I enrolled in classes, I wasn't able to move all the way to Colorado and you know, uproot my life. The flexibility of correspondence school was one of the biggest draws for me to enroll. I could get things done throughout the day and then I could go home and, and do my lessons. It's been such a blessing for me, for my family, just to see what God can do in a person's life when they just surrender and say, okay, God, I'll follow you. My name is Macy and I was a first year correspondence student. You can complete your first year of Karis Bible College as a correspondence student Go to karisbiblecollege.org to learn more. As a woman, you are called to thrive. You are created to know and be known by God. Experience unity with God and learn what it means to thrive in the vine. If we don't know whose we are, we won't know what inheritance we have to walk into. We are called to speak forth. We are called to prophesy. You are royalty. The violet take it by force. We're your daughters, we're linking shields. Cultivate fruit in the word and release yourself into a deeper purpose. At the 2020 Women's Arise Conference, November 5th through the 7th. Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer. You can request the Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. 
Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events.